Welcome, Peter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to the latest edition of the Peter Report podcast. Boy, free agency is in full swing. It starts officially tomorrow. That's when the ink can hit the contracts, but deals are getting done. And I got Matt Matera. I'm Scott Reynolds, by the way. I've got Matt Matera here from Peter Report to talk about today's happenings. We had Ryan Jetson press conference earlier today, him talking about one of the Buccaneer. But really within the last uh, hour or so, the Buccaneers have added a new weapon for Tom Brady. And that would be Russell Gage from the Atlanta Falcons signing a division rival to fill that number three wide receiver position. So uh, joining me today again is is Matt Matera. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. Uh, as you just mentioned, the news has really been popping off for the Bucs the last hour and a half with Russell Gage. And then unfortunately, Jordan Whitehead leaving to go to the New York Jets. Sorry, yep. Bucks fans. I had nothing to do with it. Um, but obviously, that's big news for the Bucs. Uh, there's still a couple of free agents out there. The Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, and Marcus May. So we'll see if the you know the Bucs are going yeah, to pursue right. one, one of those players. But Marcus also, the, the contract numbers are just starting to come in for Jordan Whitehead yep. signing with the Jets. And I think that's really surprising, too. He got two years, $14.5 million overall. So that comes out to $7.25 million. Uh, per year seemed like a number that the Bucks would really be interested in, but nonetheless, he's uh, he's moving to New York or New Jersey. Yeah, and the thing is, is from what I've been told, and of course, the Buccaneers brought everybody back last year for the Super Bowl repeat run that fell short. But what I was told is that they're just not going to make that type of commitment this year. It's not that they don't want to win a Super Bowl. Certainly with Tom Brady back, they're interested in that very much. They went from, you know, from repeat to maybe rebuild to, crap, Tom's back. All right, reload, you know, and and uh, and that's the right approach. But we were told that that they're not going to be able to bring everybody back. And the reason for that is, is you've got – a Devin White contract on the horizon, mm-hmm. and Tristan Wirfs contract on the horizon. You, you, you've got some guys coming up here that that are, are going to need to be taken care of long term. We just saw the Vita Vea contract extension, right? So, um, I, I don't mind. I mean, I like Whitehead as a player, right? And 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 I think that that that's, you know, that that's going to sting a little bit for sure. They do have Mike Edwards. It's not like the cupboard is bare. I think they want to find out what they have in Edwards because. He is a, in an, entering his his uh, contract year. Same with yeah. Sean Murphy Bunting. Same with Jamel Dean. So the Buccaneers would like to see what these guys can do. And I'm not saying that they're not going to add another safety. They will. And it might be Marcus May. That's a, a guy that you mentioned in your battle plan, I believe. Right, uh, uh, Matt? That's right. Yeah, I had him coming back. Because, again, in my battle plan, and obviously so much changed with Tom yeah. Brady. But my main premise was that I thought Jordan Whitehead was going to get overpaid, which – it wasn't necessarily the case uh, yeah. in this situation with him going to the Jets. But again, my thinking was if Whitehead is out the door, Marcus May is coming in or believed to be coming in on a one-year prove-it deal because he's coming off a very serious uh, Achilles injury. Obviously, right. we saw what happened with O.J. Howard and how he wasn't really able to to bounce all the way back to the O.J. Howard that, we, that we've known of. Obviously, every single case is different. But I always thought yep. Marcus May, again – for one year, let's see what he can do. And if he outperforms his contract, that's great for him. If right. he goes subpar, oh well, it's only one year. It's it's you know, he's not on the books for a very long time. So that's really yeah. the main reason why I had him etched into my box battle plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Whitehead not getting 
again, they can't re-sign everyone, especially right. given Carlton Davis a, a big contract as well, too. Mm-hmm. Probably played into that a little bit. Granted, it's the secondary, but a different position. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, overall, obviously, changes are coming to the Bucks uh, back at safety. Yeah, it, I think too when you look at, at some of these again, you know, they, the the Buccaneers lost Alex Kappa, right? Uh, they they yeah. couldn't bring everybody back. It was either Ryan Jensen or Alex Kappa, and I thought what I heard was it was going to be Carlton Davis or Jordan Whitehead. Now, again, the contract is is very different, right? I mean, Carlton yes. Davis is is a top cover corner for the Buccaneers, and probably the number two, maybe three cornerback on the market. And so you're you're looking at you know around 15 million dollars per season for Carlton Davis, and far less for Jordan Whitehead, but you add them both together, and it just takes up a lot of cap space. And it's the same thing with Kappa and with Jensen, right? It just uh, you couldn't bring back Kappa at you know around eight and a half and Jensen at 13. Mm-hmm. It's just too much money kind of gobbled up in those positions, and you know they still have to to fill a couple other holes that there's some more holes on this roster that we'll get to in just a little bit, you know, in terms of where, where things stand right now. But, yeah. um, and you know, ahead. Scott, I, I think too, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think too, just when you look at last year's off season, the bucks were probably as close to perfect as they possibly could have been with being right. able to re-sign everyone that you almost become accustomed to like, okay, well, yeah. Why wouldn't every single player want to be back and why couldn't they, find a deal for literally every single person. Right. But as great as the Bucks front office was last year, that's so tough to do it again. So I think Bucks fans have to understand that a little bit, that it's so tough to be, you know, a hundred out of a hundred every yeah. single time, which is why you see Kappa and you see Whitehead move. And that doesn't mean that the Bucks uh, won't be able to replace these guys. I mean, we just saw what they did with Russell Gage and, you know, yeah. we've already been pretty optimistic about that move. So right. fear not. Some players are out the door, but there's going to yeah. be others coming in that can also be a great fit for this team. That's right. You have to have a, a mix of guys on their first contracts if you're going to yeah. extend a bunch of players too. That that just that that's how it is. And and uh, you know, there's people out there that think the salary cap is a myth. It's not a myth. It's real. <laughs> but I mean, it can be manipulated. And Mike Greenberg is one of the absolute best at doing so. He and Jason Light, Jackie Davidson, they work together very well to create this cap space but at some point in time you can only push money forward so far right and we even saw the yeah. saints last year the saints didn't win the division didn't make the playoffs and and they had ruled the nfc south for years and the reason why they didn't part of that was yeah drew Brees retired but they had to let you know trey hendrickson go and, and like a lot of their players that had produced for them they they literally had to watch those guys go out the door, trade some of those players away to create cap space. And, and so at some point in time, you have to pay the piper. And mm-hmm. if you, if you push too much money too forward down the road, there will be a reckoning, right? I mean, I saw that coming in the early two uh, thousands when, after the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, right? I mean, Rich McKay started doing all these extensions. He extended Simeon Rice and Keyshawn Johnson and, and uh, Martin Gramatica, and all these extensions. And at some point in time, you run out of cap space, and and you have to then cut some players. And, and we saw John Lynch go out the door, and Warren Sapp go out the door, mm-hmm. you know, and and those kind of moves hurt. Mike Allstott had to retire, you know. So it, it's it's a thing where you can massage the cap, you can you can manipulate it, you can create room, but 
it's not a myth, right? I mean, every team yeah. has the Wednesday at four o'clock, they've got to be in cap compliance. And that's why you're seeing some of these moves now with some of these teams jettisoning some some good players, having to trade some, having to release some to get under the cap. Now, I agree with you, and I'm with you for the most part. But we were talking about this a little bit on the podcast yesterday, too, where, sure, like you don't really want to damage yourself down the road. But because, you know, Tom Brady's back and there's no guarantees, like it's this year and we're looking at this Whoa, year. Whoa, we've got some breaking news here. Hold on. Aaron oh, Wilson, who's a very credible NFL insider, says Shaq Mason, the guard for New England, is being traded to the Buccaneers. Whoa. Wow. All right, breaking news on the podcast. Wow. Let's go. It's phenomenal. Guard problems. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still really like Aaron Stinney, but guard problems. Solved. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is with with the uh, you know, I mean, really, the Stinney could still start, but then you've got yeah, well, yeah he can start on the well. other side, right? Yeah. So that that's that's a, a great um, right guard right there. I mean, that, that's a wow. fantastic move. I remember like in Shaq Mason when he came out of Georgia Tech way back in the day. And uh, I've really, you know, liked watching him with the Patriots. And that's that's just a fantastic move right there. If you remember, Jason Light went back and grabbed Logan Mankins from the Patriots. I was I was thinking of that. Jason Light, he has yeah. that New England connection, obviously. He does. Having used to work there back in the day and still keeps very strong ties. Wow, this just changed a lot of the podcast already. Yeah. And we had it some really things does, moving. Yeah. But We're, now that offensive line is, is you know, the, the core is still pretty much intact. You bring in a... A player of this caliber to the box now. Yeah. Well, again, the Buccaneers within the past 24 hours, 36 hours now, we're looking at, I guess, they've gone from a reboot to <laughs> reload to really quick. Back on. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's a major news just breaking right there. Um, again, Shaq Mason, that's that's a heck of a, of a pickup right there uh, for the Buccaneers. So uh, let's get some of these super chats here. We'll get some questions. Uh, Leo asks, is Brady extension coming? Evans, Barrett? Yeah, I think that we're going to see a contract extension for Mike Evans. That's something that, that I think is, is coming sooner rather than later. We've and Evans has done before. this in the past before, too. Like, he's always been very open to restructuring his contract to open up more cap space. So you could pretty much put a good bet on that's going to happen. Yep. And uh, as for Shaq Barrett, yes, I think that they will restructure his deal. Probably, I don't know if they're going to add another year or not on there. I think there's still some some space where they can do some massaging. Maybe they'll add a voidable year on there. As for Brady, I think they've got to do something there with that that contract. So I yeah. think those moves are coming for sure. Uh, you know, hello, Nathan. We appreciate that. Appreciate everybody oh, joining us here in the chat today. Uh, and and folks, if you haven't already, and we've seen our numbers jump up here since free agency started. We want you to subscribe to Peter Report TV on our YouTube channel. So if you're watching this live or if you're watching the, the podcast version at your leisure, which is the great thing about going to Peter Report TV on YouTube, is if you miss the show live, all of our shows are right there. And so yep. we'll have all of the insight that you need. So if you miss an episode, you can catch up there. But hit the like button on our videos too. What that does when you subscribe and hit the like button, it helps the algorithm. It helps Peter Report's YouTube channel or Peter Report TV channel get higher into the algorithms for people looking for Buccaneer news. So it helps us attract more Buccaneer fans. So if you like the content, help us continue to build our channel here on YouTube by hitting the, the subscribe and like buttons. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to just kind of venture out here. I, I don't know that this is a fact, Matt, but I, I'm going to hazard a guess that right now, the Bucks front office with all these moves is fueled 
by Celsius. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but I know that I am fueled by Celsius today. Matt, what are you drinking? I have the uh, sparkling grape rush. Oh, fan love of that. It. Yeah. Definitely. So many great flavors, though, really. It's yeah. like you can't go wrong with anyone. Probably my personal favorite is just the the original orange. I just I love it too. It it tastes like orange soda. I, I haven't seen that with any other energy drink. All their different flavors. Yeah, there you go. The yeah. orange right there. The reason why I had this here, flavors, Matt. Yeah, please. Is I had this orange this morning. And this is one of those rare days it's free agency. I've also had an orange pomegranate. I am going double barrel today. Let's go. Double barrel. Um and the reason I'm having to, the first one works. Don't act like it didn't because it yeah. does. It gives you that energy uh, that you need without the crash. And the reason why there's no crash is because there's no sugar in it. There's no sugar. There's no preservatives. It's a fantastic, healthy energy drink for you. It's got vitamins in it, and it helps the fat burning process. But the reason why I had two is because it's free agency, Matt. This is my morning. This is going to keep me going all the way through the afternoon. This is my evening one. I've already had it, so I'm good to go from the evening. I'm not going to bed till like midnight or two o'clock in the morning now. Well, the Bucks will probably Celsius make another. So well. The Bucks will probably make another deal or a signing at midnight anyway. So it's exactly good to be up, but no yeah, doubt about you're, it. You're charged and ready to go. That's I yes. mean, that's the only way to do it to get through free agency and stay up to date on every single one. One is by having a Celsius, but two is also looking at our uh, Bucks, well, not even the Bucks, the entire NFL Peter Reports uh, 2022 free agency tracker. That way you can see yes. every single deal that's going on, whether it's the Bucks, whether you're a fan of another team, but you want to know about the Bucks and you're watching this podcast, you can see every move that's made in the NFL. So make sure you go and see our NFL free agency tracker. Yep. And make sure you get some Celsius. You can do that by yes. clicking on the banner ads on PeterReport.com while you're reading that free agency tracker. And you can also go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator. If, if you know the flavors you want, man, just buy them on Amazon because then you, you save money. I did that. I've got a shipment of cola coming in and some tropical vibe. I save money with the subscribe and save. It's, it ships it right to my house. So fantastic uh, offer there from uh, Celsius to, to do the subscribe and save. So a, a lot of news to talk about. We are going to talk about um, Russell Gage kind of in depth here in just a, a few minutes, but but let's take a look at some of, of the of the holes and where the Buccaneers roster stands right now. Now, sure. this is this is again kind of some breaking news here with Shaq Mason. So this has not been updated, but but looking at the Bucks offense as it stands right now, Tom Brady is back. That's your quarterback right there, Buccaneer fans. And then Keyshawn Vaughn, right now slated in at the running back spot. Now there's a chance maybe Leonard Fournette wants to come back and and make another run at this thing. And if, if he does, I think it would be cheap, Matt. But uh, but right now, that's kind of the placeholder in there, Keyshawn Vaughn. I think the Bucs are going to draft a running back or two as well. But now you look at that wide receiver core. This team needs four really solid wide receivers, Matt, because as you remember, in the playoffs, Antonio Brown was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Godwin was hurt. It was Mike Evans and, and nobody else. Now Not even got- Surreal Grayson Jr. Not that's even right. Surreal Grayson Jr. was possible. And he was a guy that maybe you don't want to call it a breakout, but he was absolutely a player that – was standing out towards the yeah. end of the season. I think, Scott, you could also go all the way back to the 2019 season when yeah. obviously the Bucks started out pretty rough, but right. then they started going on a little bit of a run. There was whispers right. of maybe they can get a wild card, but then Mike Evans had a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin had a hamstring injury. Scotty Miller got That's injured right. as well, too. So depth <laughs> obviously is so important at every position, but really for the Bucs and this current iteration of the Bucs, it's yep. even more important at wide receiver 
So even after the gauge news, which I'm very happy about for the Bucks, I still always thought, yeah, sure. Well, now after this trade, Zion Johnson was the big number one fifth, target for the yeah wow. fifth round pick. Right, fifth round pick. Fifth round pick for yeah, I ne- Jack Mason. Yeah. That's and I never thought why. That's that's a superb move. That's a an excellent move by Jason Light and company there. Yep. And I even before that, I never really thought that getting a receiver in an early round was off the board for the Bucks. But yeah, now again after this trade for Shaq Mason, plug him in that guard. It's now it's not an absolute immediate need if they want to still draft Johnson. Be like, all right, we'll let him compete for the other guard position. I'm yeah. down with that too. But I exactly. still see wide receiver very high on yes. the list for the Bucks, and still could be a first round pick. Yep, you need four. Right now they've got three. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, who I think is a very solid addition. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that when you look at, at what what Russell Gage is going to bring to the Buccaneers, he is he's a guy that really works the short routes, the intermediate routes. He's a chain mover, right? He's yes. he's the type of player that that has reliable hands that will that will catch the ball underneath, and he'll also do some things at the intermediate level. When you look at, at his statistics, right? Russell Gage, he hasn't had an 800 yard season yet. He's come very close. He's had 786 yards on 72 catches in 2020. Then he had 66 catches for 770 yards. Both of those seasons, the last two seasons, he's had four touchdowns, Matt. So he's, he's kind of a steady Eddie, he is a, a more of a possession guy. He does have four four speed, but we really haven't seen it at the NFL level. He has three catches of thirty yards or more out of one hundred ninety three catches. Now the Falcons have asked him to do a lot of those short and underneath routes, and let's face it, that's something that he excels at. That that's valuable if you look at yeah. at, at the the type of production that. Antonio Brown had in his last 100-yard game for the Buccaneers at Carolina. It was very much that same type of thing. I think he averaged 10 or 11 cat to 10 or 11 yards per catch in that game, and that's what you're looking for as that that Z receiver. But you also want a guy that can get more vertical because mm-hmm. Antonio Brown did make some more vertical plays at that Z receiver position in Tampa Bay. When I'm talking about that, is it's that's the the flanker position with Mike Evans playing the X or the split end. You've got Chris Godwin in the slot, but at six foot one eighty four, Gage has got the ability to also go in and maybe fill in a little bit in the slot too and play some slot in where it gives Byron Leftwich the ability to kind of mix and match who's outside and who's in the slot, Matt. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I think Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians and the whole offense, they can get so creative with, with moving Gage around. I mean, as soon as the trade went down, I immediately started watching as much, you know, Russell Gage tape as I possibly could, most notably his, you know, his highlights from the 2021 season. And one of the first things that stuck out to me is the third down catches. Half of his highlights, Scott, right. were him making the big catch on third down, which I think is so important for every team. But I think you, if you look at the Bucks' offense, especially in the playoffs, Tyler Johnson, I don't really want to knock him down too much, but he wasn't making those grimy third down catches that you want to see. Russell Gage was making those. Uh, you talk about creativity. Yeah, he didn't have too many big plays down the field, but watch his game against the San Francisco 49ers. He had a great touchdown catch in the end zone where he leaped up. He essentially almost caught it off the back of the defender so he can make some of those tough catches. And Atlanta, they still used him in very different ways as well, too. They were throwing screen passes to him. 
Um, he was being able to break yes. tackles and and move up the field, which I think is very important. The Bucs, especially with Tom Brady, like to implement that screen game. A lot of that went to Chris Godwin. And, of course, that changed when Godwin was out. And we don't know if he'll be ready for the beginning of the regular season. So I really enjoy seeing all of that there with Russell Gates. So I think he could be a, a pretty important fit to this team. And, um, yeah. yeah, just the, the different ways that they can use him, yeah. I, th- I think it's a great addition. It's a really solid addition. I, I, I think what you said is spot on. They're looking for somebody more reliable than Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. And both of those yeah. guys have had the opportunity to get open, catch the ball, move the chains. And, and they really haven't done that. That's what – Russell Gage specializes in, and we'll see in this offense if he has the ability to to play a little bit more vertically than he was asked to do in Atlanta. It's he's getting paid ten million dollars a season. That's a little rich. I would have liked it around yeah. eight, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's a solid move. And and again, this team needs four solid, if not spectacular, wide receivers. This is a wide receiver driven offense, mm-hmm. and this is number three. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, now you have Russell Gage. You need a fourth, and I think they're going to draft one, maybe even early, because, again, Matt, as you pointed out, in 2019 and last year, this team that is wide receiver-driven has been down to Brashard Perryman in 2019 and Mike Evans last year. And kind of Brashard Perryman again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and, and but he didn't do anything outside of the Bills. He, well, he had the overtime touchdown against – the bills obviously yeah. and that helped his stock so much because people were still all in on Brashad Barryman. Yeah. and i was kind of like okay yeah that play was great but like if you look at everything else besides that i didn't really see too much from Brashad Perryman. uh one last thing i want to say about russell gage sure uh football savviness i think the football smarts what i was talking about before about you know g- making the big third down play a right. lot of those two watching the video it would be you know he'd be three or four yards short of the marker, and then he was able to break a tackle, yeah. dive, get that football uh, to the yard marker, and everything like that. I, yeah. I I think that gets overlooked at times. Just his ability to know the field, know what's going mm-hmm. on, and then also one of his best games last season came against the Bucks. He had 11 receptions for yeah. 130 yards. Arguably his best game. He had a, his last game of the season as well. I believe he had nine receptions for 100. It's over 120 yards. And he scored a touchdown. So if you want to argue yeah. that he got a touchdown, that could be his best game. But either way, it was great down the stretch and. Definitely. Obviously, can do some great things here for the Bucs. I, I think he's an ascending player. He's 26 years old, played at LSU, didn't really do much at LSU. That's why he was yeah. a first-round pick. He was really a special teams gunner. But this is kind of a self-made guy, a, a player that comes into the league, didn't really do much in college to, to warrant anything outside of being a, a late day three pick and and you know and, and earned his his keep and and yeah. And not just stuck on the roster, but really became that number three wide receiver in Atlanta, right? You had Julio Jones and 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 Calvin Ridley, and then Julio departs, and mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley's kind of the guy. And then and then really last year down the stretch, I mean, Russell Gage had to to kind of take over when when Ridley wasn't there. So the Falcons offense didn't have much to work with outside of Kyle Pitts last year, especially when Ridley was gone. But Russell Gage filled in admirably and, and did a, a pretty credible job, as you mentioned. 11 catches at a 12 targets, 130 yards against the Buccaneers. Again, not an overwhelming average. A lot of it was underneath, but still 11.8 yards per catch. But against Tampa Bay, he has a career a total of 48 catches, 484 yards, and two touchdowns in eight games. So, again, quality pickup for the Buccaneers. I think this is a really, really good move. 
Uh, appreciate the super chats today. Ted Curtis, love Whitehead, yes, but I'm not opposed to shaking up the defense. Would like to see some new blood, energy, and trenches uh, in, in, in the secondary. So I, I think we're going to see what transpires at the safety position. They're, they're not going to stand pat because, again, Mike Edwards is in a contract year. They're going to have to address the position maybe in free agency or, or in the draft, Matt. Yeah, I, I really do think so. And yeah, I, I think we almost kind of forgot that Mike Edwards is there too. I'm pretty, I, I think I tend to be more optimistic about players in general, whether it's like Aaron Stinney getting an opportunity. I tweeted about that obviously before the Shaq Mason news. And again, Stinney could yeah. still be a starter depending on what they do in the draft. Uh, but Mike Edwards too. I mean, all, all he's done is, is make splash plays when he's out there. And it seems like the Bucs haven't necessarily always trusted him to be a full-time starter. Sometimes he had to be in there just based on, you know, whether players were injured or, or suspended. So Edwards still got a lot of playing time. But at the end of the day, he's a player. He had the two-pick-six game against the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously Russell Gage is well aware of that. Right. Um, he's their number one uh, ball hawk, if you want to say. He had the interception in the playoffs against the Eagles. Why not at least give this guy an opportunity yeah. to earn that role in training camp and then see what right. happens, you know, to start the season? I, I'm all you. for if Edwards wants to be the starter. And if yeah. you want to get Tyron Matthew, I'm down with that, too, because That's right. <laughs> at the end of the day, you have one more year with Tom Brady. You have to go all in. And if you don't exhaust all efforts to get yeah. the best possible team that you can, then shame on you. But I still think the Bucs are still in a very good position. Like they're not going to not do. win the division because Jordan Whitehead isn't here. Yeah. And, and the thing, too, is, is. With Edwards, now granted, to be fair, and we, we, you and I like Mike Edwards. I think he is a dynamic playmaker as well, right? You remember the the forced fumble at Indy, which was big, the interceptions against the Falcons in week the two, the game saving tackle in Indy too on special teams. That's right. Uh, yeah. But but he had a really horrible game against the Rams. <laughs> he only yeah. Played, he only played sixteen plays, I think, at a game, and it was really probably his worst. Well, it was his worst of the year. But certainly I think there's more good than bad there with, with Mike Edwards. And I think that their confidence in Edwards, and again, they're probably going to make a move here either for another safety and free agency or, um, you know, or, or going to the draft and, and getting mm -hmm. another safety. There's some pretty good ones in this draft. And I wouldn't be surprised either. If, if you look at Jason Light's track record of where he's drafted safeties, right? Justin Evans, second round pick. Antoine mm -hmm. Winfield, second round pick. Um, Mike Edwards, third round pick. That's kind of the, been the sweet spot for safeties in Tampa Bay is is on day two. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go early. There's some guys, um, you know, the, the Penn State kid, Brisker, uh, Lewis Sign from Georgia. I mean, there's some interesting players there. And it's it's also interesting to see how some of these holes are getting filled bad. Let's finish up here on the offensive side real quick. Yeah. Looking at the current holes, and again, not updated because while we're on the air here live on Tuesday, Buccaneers trade a fifth-round pick to the Patriots for guard Shaq Mason. So Mason right now is is going to be penciled in there at guard. And I think whether it's Aaron Stinney or, or Nick Leverett, uh, we'll see if one of those players can emerge as, as one of the guards. Cam Brait right now, the placeholder, I think the next domino to fall might be Rob Gronkowski. I think that it's probably better than 50-50 that Gronkowski comes back for this year. That's what the Bucs are counting on. But with Brady and with Ryan Jensen back and Russell Gage's addition, you can see there's just not many holes here on this offense now. 
And again, with Shaq Mason, that's one of those guards that's just gone. So now you're looking at, at one guard position, tight end. If Gronk comes back, that's a solid one-two punch with right. Gronk and Brait, who still I think will take a pay cut. And then Keyshawn Vaughn, they're gonna add, they're gonna add somebody in, either in free agency or the draft or both at running back, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, if we're if we're assuming, and you never want to assume, but Gronk has been showing his face like all over Tampa, whether he's at concerts or at right. lightning games, and sure, like he could still make a decision to go somewhere else, but but he hadn't uh, yet. <laughs> Gronk's a, Gronk is a huge public figure at this point, and he's working yeah. out at the team facility, and I think that says a lot. But yeah. you know, he knows the 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 figure that he is. Like, if he's gonna stick his face out in Tampa all the time, he knows he's gonna get bombarded a billion times. Like, oh, are you coming back? Is Tom coming back? So if Gronk is there, you know, as your starting tight end, then really, I I think the only in terms of starters, you obviously still have to build depth a little bit. But yeah. in terms of starters, you're really just looking at the running back position of a clear need of okay, we need to upgrade this or at least get in another starter there or someone that can compete for the, you know, the starting competition. I kind of still feel like, even though I, he will be the third down guy, not really compete as a starter, but like yep. Giovanni Bernard, I'm all for, you know, sign yep, me up to have him sure. back, be, the, be the third game. down back, just be a, a, a stable guy that can help with all these younger running backs. And Keyshawn right. Vaughn is still a very young running back. And then through the draft too, obviously Rashad White is a guy that you've written about, that mm-hmm. I've written about a little bit. Yep. Um, Pierce from Florida, he's a big Kyle Trask guy. I spoke to him yep. at the senior bowl and he had all great things to say about Kyle Trask, who would no longer be the starting quarterback for the Bucs anyway. But hey, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of great options there for the Bucs running get, back to get Cordell Patterson, uh, Patterson from the Falcons. You know, while you're yeah, there in Atlanta not? and you, you picked up Russell Gage, right? Uh, yeah. swing by Cordell Paris, uh, Pat, Cordell Patterson's house, if I can say it right, and pick this yeah. guy up too. He won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady back in the Patriots. Uh, several years ago and was a big time weapon for the Falcons last year as a runner and also as a receiver. That's how he entered the league as a wide receiver and a kick returner. But boy, this guy could help the Buccaneers kick return game. He could be a running back by committee guy. He's got size at 6'2", 220. And boy, what you could do with him in the screen game, right? The perimeter screen game, wheel routes out of the backfield, getting him on linebackers down the field. I mean, I'm not saying he's David Johnson, but how Bruce Arians used David Johnson mm-hmm. in Arizona when he was young and in his prime, that kind of speaks to me how Cordero Patterson could be used in Tampa Bay. I don't know if they can afford him. We'll see what his market value is. He is 31, but you know he would love to have a chance to win another ring with Tom Brady. And, of course, the Buccaneers, I think that'd be a huge get to steal him from a division opponent. Patterson has wanted to remain in, in Atlanta, but – We'll see, right? With Tom Brady back, maybe he changes his mind. Well, yes, Scott, and that's one of the many, 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 many benefits of having Tom Brady, besides the fact that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And you heard Ryan Jensen say this today during his press conference. Tom Brady is the ultimate recruiter. Yeah. So if there's anyone that could get a guy in that maybe will it will take a little bit less than what his expected contract would yeah. be, it would be Tom Brady to get a player such as Cordero Patterson. And once you right. get him in the building, it really – it matters what your skill set is, but as long as you have some type of skill, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Tom Brady will put you in the best position possible to make you succeed. Whether that was yeah. Scotty Miller in the playoffs two seasons ago, or obviously just the the fantastic careers that 
anyone that's played with Tom Brady's had Mike Evans, mm-hmm. Chris Godwin, rejuvenating Gronk last year. Just yes. get the man in the building. Get him in the building. Get him in that's the right. building. Yes. And I, I said this in a text earlier that, you know, if this wasn't bad enough that Tom Brady came back against the Falcons, beat them 28 to three, did that that's to right. Matt Ryan. Then he goes to the division <laughs> in Matt Ryan's division yeah. and wins the Super Bowl and, right. and wins the division last year. Now he's going to take all of Matt Ryan's players and win yes. the Super Bowl again. Right again, in front of his with face, Matt Ryan's so. players. Uh, that yeah, would be with a, Matt that would Ryan's be players. So it's uh, yeah, can't make um, it up. <laughs> uh, am I over? This is for Mark Fisher. Appreciate you, Mark. Uh, am I over the depression of Gabbert being benched? Well, um, see here. Here's the thing. That's the that's the tag team right there. Okay, it's just been delayed a year. That's all. Okay, Blaine Gabbert. Right, I think Blaine's coming back as the number two quarterback this year, the familiar role. Right, let's keep in mind Buccaneers undefeated when Blaine Gabbert plays in a game, whether it's mm-hmm. the whether it's a handoff in the fourth quarter, whether it's the victory position kneel down, whatever it is. I'm just saying Blaine, a bit of a lucky charm. He's a for this team, yeah. Um, so the, the Buccaneers have won two Super Bowls. All right, one of them has had Blaine Gabbert on the team. I'm just saying. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not depressed about it. I love the fact that Tom Brady's coming back. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's, you know, I, my my love for Blaine Gabbard is tongue-in-cheek, but uh, I, I do think that, listen, if you want to delay the tag team and keep Brady in the ring for another year, I am all for it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And obviously, Blaine Gabbard, no one knows the offense better than him. He was you know, instrumental in helping Tom Brady learn the offense when he first got in here. So I still think uh, we'll see if the numbers add up, but I could totally still see Gabbard coming back and who knows, maybe we can even get more playing time this year. Cause the, I mean, actually the Bucs have a pretty tough schedule, so there probably won't be too many blowouts this year, but you know, there's always that opportunity that the Bucs are winning big, especially against their own division and Blaine Gabbard gets a couple of kneel downs, a couple passing attempts. So, you know, Blaine train just, you know, yeah. the, the train is a little delayed. Uh, That's we'll right. Get the train next year. Yeah. Happens yeah. all the time in New York. Well, on the train, yeah. it just, you know, trains a little delayed. That's all. No yeah. worries. That's you know? fine. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just to give you some some idea about Shaq Mason here. Uh, Mason was pro football focuses number four offensive guard this past season. Now, pro football focus is not the end all be all when it comes to grades. It's like it's one of those those places, Matt, where. The Pew Report group chat. If we like a guy, right? We 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 throw the PFF stats out there. If if uh, if we like a guy and they don't like him, then we say, ah, PFF. What do they know, right? So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a good resource, though. But listen, I've liked Shaq Mason since he was at Georgia Tech. He's he's a phenomenal player. Um, he was Pro Football Focus's number four offensive guard this past season. He's been their number two guard since 2016. He's 29 years old. Um, a, a very small, undersized guy, 6'1", 300 pounds. But he is an absolute stud that can get out and move and really effective in the screen game. Brandon Thorne, who is a, a friend to Peter Report yep. and, and someone that we both respect tremendously. Everybody very highly. Does. This guy is the offensive line guru uh, of the internet. He's on a must-follow on Twitter, uh, Brandon Thorne says that Shaq Mason is a top five right guard in the NFL. And um, Brandon Thorne has been absolutely spot on when it comes to knowing the Buccaneers offensive lineman. He has had Ali Marpet rated as a pro bowler for the past 
three or four seasons, which is accurate, even though Marpet only had one. He has said Ryan Jensen is the top center in the league for several years now. He was uh, all in on Tristan Wirfs during his rookie season and the season two. So when Brandon Thorne says Shaq Mason's the top five right guard in the NFL, I believe it. And I certainly believe the film. He's missed eight games over the past four to five years, never more than three in a season. So, you know, I think that's pretty good, right? I mean, we saw Tristan Wirfs miss a game. Ali Marpet's missed some games with concussions. Um, so he's still pretty reliable. And and I think that the fact that 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 the Buccaneers, when you look at the right guard position, Matt, it's a it's a situation where Shaq Mason's an upgrade over Alex Kappa. Oh yeah, I mean a hundred percent without question. It's funny, like we would joke at times about oh the Bucks rebuilding. They don't like using that word. They're reloading. That's yep. a damn reload right yeah, there with, with getting Shaq Mason. <laughs> so yeah, an, an absolute upgrade on the offensive line. As you said, like if he moves well, some of my favorite plays over the last two years for the Bucs was uh, the Leonard Fournette touchdown. They're both Leonard Fournette touchdown runs. That's right. The first was yeah. the first was in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then the other one was to close out the game uh, against the Colts. Yep. The similarities in those two plays is that you had a pulling guard on the play that mm-hmm. you know pretty much led Leonard Fournette to the expressway. So I would love to yep. see Shaq Mason in that type of role and right. you know everything you just said about you know one of the top guys in the league Brandon Thorne obviously is on mm-hmm. top of everyone and, and everything when it comes to uh the offensive line yeah. I mean this is a home run slam dunk it is. whatever you want to call it <laughs> like it and to happen live on the podcast I'm just I know. Yeah. so excited about that and yeah. a quick sidebar every time we talk about Tristan Wirfs in the draft I can't help but smirk and but and think that he was the fourth tackle taken off I know and he went to the box. <laughs> It's Sometimes so it's better to be lucky than good, Matt, yeah. right? Yeah, St. Patty's Day right around the corner. So. No kidding. And so Shaq, we had a question about um, about Shaq Mason's cap hit from Michael yeah. Henderson. Appreciate you. That's a good question. And what we're looking at is, is overthecap.com. Mason at age 29 for his uh, 2022 season has a base salary of $6.5 million. He's got a uh, million dollars worth of bonus money in per game roster bonus money. So uh, when he does play in the game, he earn he can earn up to $1 million, but it's a situation where uh, he's got to be on the field. So it's, it's nice to, you know, to, to do that. So, uh, you know, he's definitely cheaper than Alex Kappa, right? And yeah. He's better and cheaper at the right guard position. Now you just got to fill the what left the guard. Patriots? What are the Patriots doing? Well, like, they, I know that- he had, he had two years left on his deal. Right. That, yeah. That's the thing. He had two years left in his deal. And when you look at at the Patriots, sometimes they like to to punt on a, a player. Yeah, um, no, that's true. Help manage their cap. They'd rather trades. But the thing is, it's a fifth rounder. I know it's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It costs more to get <laughs> Gronk and Gronk was retired for a whole year. Yeah. But I mean, Jason Light has fleeced the Giants out of a third yep. round pick for Jason Pierre Paul in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, JPP had a 12 and a half sack season his first year in Tampa, made the Pro Bowl in the 2020 first season. First player on over a decade to get double digit sacks yeah. at the time when, yeah. JP, yeah. Yeah. Man. So it's it's just it's kind of astonishing some of these moves that the Buccaneers are making. And boy, they're good. I mean, these are these are good moves. Uh, so we appreciate the super chats that we, we've had. And if we haven't answered those questions, we've at least kind of put them up there and tried to to touch on those. Um, but listen, when it comes to to the super chats, we really appreciate all the support 
from you Buccaneer fans. You're absolutely awesome. And uh, we also, we, we've, we get from time to time people in the, in the chat. We also get emails. Hey, you guys used to have a magazine I, I could subscribe to and I want to support you guys. Uh, I don't really have a YouTube account. Can I, can I support you in another way rather than doing the super chats? The answer is yes. If you like our free agency coverage, if you like our columns, if you like the Peter report podcast, if you like our content on social media and on the website, you can donate to Peter report and help your favorite uh, bucks website. That's us, right? You can go to peterreport.com backslash donation, and you can do a one-time donation for as little as $10. Uh, we've had donations this year already, uh, some of which were several hundred dollars, and we greatly appreciate all the support from our readers, listeners, and viewers. And you can also become a monthly donor for as little as $3. We have three options, $3, $5, and $9 per month. So if you want to support Peter Report, be a great time to do it. What we do is, is we we take that money and we put it into our travel budget, right? We're going to send John Ledyard down to the NFL owners meeting uh, in in, uh, in a short time. Uh, you and and John went to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. We did. We took a trip to the Senior Bowl. So it goes into um, new equipment. It goes into a new technology for PeterReport.com. It goes into our travel budget. So uh, really what you're doing with, with these donations is you're supporting your favorite websites. We can do the best we can to give you the Bucks information, news, inside scoop, and entertainment that you want. So it's really all going back to you. We appreciate all the support we get from those super chats and also from going to peterreport.com backslash donation. Yeah, thanks to all of our fans out there. I I love you guys. I love running into fans when I'm out and it's like, oh, I listen to the podcast and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's so much fun inter- interacting uh, with you guys about your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, anything you can do to support us, we really appreciate. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a blast covering this team. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, speaking of money too, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't tell you uh, where you can invest some of that money that That's you right. don't give us in terms of donations or super chats. But if you're looking to do anything from saving for your, your kid's college fund, if you're looking to bolster your retirement accounts, if you're just looking for some good, sound financial advice, folks, there's one place to turn, and that's our friends at Amuni Financial. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. Matt, we got to get to Colorado, man. I know. I've never been. I want to go. I've never been. Beautiful state. Listen, folks, managing your family's wealth means more to Amuni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. This is like the one-stop shop for all of your financial needs. Do what I did. Turn to Immuni Financial. They've got over 40 years of experience here in the Tampa Bay area, and they're going to help you plan ahead so you can stay ahead financially. Give them a call for a risk-free, no-obligation conversation where you can determine if the Immunity Financial staff is right for you, but it takes 
nothing more than a few minutes to place a call, set up an appointment. They can even do some Zoom calls. They're located in St. Petersburg, but they'll be happy to get you on the phone or, or do a teleconference call to tell you about the ways they can help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864. Great people over there at Immunity Financial. Or visit them on the web at immunity.com. Scott, there's actually something uh, we sp- I want to bring it up on the podcast yesterday. Didn't get around to it. And then you were talking about it this morning. And you also you asked Ryan Jensen about it, too. With Jensen back, obviously, they don't need an immediate starting center. A right. guy that was in the running to potentially be the starter if Ryan Jensen wasn't there was Robert Hainsey, their, yep. uh, their draft pick out of Notre Dame, one-year player. Yep. Um, obviously, now with Shaq Mason, that changes things, too. But I guess I'm asking you, would you like to see at least a competition? Because if Jensen's going to be here for the next three years, Hainsey's not going to be the starting center. But would right. you like to see a competition for him potentially moving to guard and maybe getting one of those spots? Because, you know, where they drafted him, I think you would eventually like to see Hainsey yeah. be either uh, a significant contributor or contribute, contributor yeah. or a, you know, uh, a, a future starter. But obviously Jensen takes that away from him. But what are your thoughts on that with, with Hainsey? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think that, that the Buccaneers can really set up like a call it like a training camp battle royale, right? They've got <laughs> they've got Robert Hainsey, who is a candidate. He was a right tackle at Notre Dame, spent pretty much all of last year learning the center position and either being that heir apparent to Ryan Jensen eventually. And remember, Jensen was free agent up until Sunday yep. when, he, when he's signed. So, so it's, it's a situation where now you've got a really solid number two guy and maybe an eventual successor to Ryan Jensen in Hainsey, but, but now you've got Aaron Stenny back. Now you've got mm-hmm. Nick Leverett. Those are some players that, that Ryan Jensen talked about in his conference call today. He did. So those are three players there that I think if you put those three and, and, and I think too, I know, you know, John Ledyard, myself, pretty much everybody on the computer report staff, we all love Zion Johnson from Boston college. I just don't think he's going to be there. I think he's clear cut uh, offensive guard number one on the boards. And while guards, not a sexy position and, and uh, there's a chance that he could slide because he's a guard. The Buccaneers were fortunate to get Davin Joseph at the, you know, close to the end of, of the first round many, many moons ago. But I, you know, I don't think that that it's going to be a situation where they're going to be able to get Johnson. So that might be a situation that those three guys put him in a ring together, see who prevails in training camp, Matt. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think, you know, may the best man win. It's all about the competition. And uh, we've been lucky to see some very fun competitions and training camp over the last years with the caveat knowing all right this is a winning team there's not really going to be too many battles yeah. this is actually going into this year's training camp this is a legitimate battle that we can keep our eye on yeah. and see for ourselves and obviously it's up to the coaches but we can obviously give our feedback and analysis on who we really think has earned it or should win it i think yeah. it's really that and the uh you know the running back position depending on what they do in free agency in the draft those are like mm-hmm. the really two big training camp battles in terms of offense that we're really going to be looking at. And Hainsey, I think it's interesting too, because we didn't, obviously we didn't see him because he's not a starter, but we didn't really see him too much in training camp because he was hurt for a majority of it. 
Yeah. And so he didn't even play in many preseason games. He played in the last then, one. That was it. Just, I think, in the second half of the last preseason game is really the only time he he played. So he's a player that that they definitely want to keep an eye on. He's got to get bigger. That's something. I'll read you the quote yeah. with, with what uh, Ryan yes. Jensen said. I today. didn't want to take too much away because I know you have some things planned written yeah. on PeterReport.com. Hainsey's a very smart guy. He loves football, which is important. This is Ryan Jensen talking about Robert Hainsey. Being smart, loving football, being pretty athletic guys is a huge thing. Last year, his biggest thing was really focusing on learning the game, learning the NFL game, which he learned really quickly which was very impressive. One of the more impressive rookies I've seen pick up an NFL playbook, figured out right away. Obviously, he's a young guy. He needs to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. You get through your first year, then you have your first NFL offseason. It's a great opportunity for him to get bigger and stronger. To me, everything is there for him. Athleticism, the smarts of the game, everything like that. It's just putting it all together. I feel he can do that. So that's some high praise, I think, coming from Ryan Jensen about Robert Haynes. He also mentioned, Matt, this is important to, to note when we're talking about this potential battle royale and training camp for the other guard spot opposite Shaq Mason. He talked about Aaron Stinney. Stinney came, this is again Ryan Jensen. Mm-hmm. Stinney came in the Super Bowl run, played lights out. There's obviously no doubt that Stinney can play football. Obviously, we have a couple of young guys on the interior that can play who have a chance to potentially start, uh, like Nick Leverett. So he mentions Leverett by name. Yep, mentioned Stinney by name, and I think those are those guys, along with possibly Hainsey, if he gets some cross training and guard this offseason, which I expect, that that could be the in-house solution. And I wouldn't rule out them drafting a guard either for depth. You always want to keep adding bodies and adding competition. The cream's going to mm-hmm. rise to the top, but certainly getting Shaq Mason now it takes a lot of pressure off because instead of having two holes to fill in the guard spot, now you're looking at one. It does, and I love that you keep saying Battle Royale because you and I are both uh, wrestling guys, or at least old-school wrestling guys, so uh, definitely interested in seeing that. And I think that's why it's so important that Ryan Jensen is back, not just because he's, you know, Tom Brady loves having him as a center and the baby powder and everything, but I love the idea of, you know, Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, they're going to anchor it down on, on both of the tackle positions. And obviously Mason is a very proven player. He's a great player. We're all happy about that, but... You know, this is his first year with the Bucs, and mm-hmm. obviously, whether it's Stinney, whether it's Leverett, whoever it is, still a younger guy that hasn't had, like, a full starting role. I just love the idea of Jensen coming in, taking the younger guy under his wing, and just, yeah. you know, really being that stalwart, that, right. you know, the, 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 the leader of the at least the interior offensive line, because yeah. you know he's going to get in people's face, and I think... The if there's any growing pains just from the mere fact of having new players in starting roles on this offensive line, I think if there's any type of growing pains, Jensen will help ease that transition probably as quicker and easier than really anyone else on this team could possibly do. Totally agree. I totally agree. The, the other thing, too, is is when you look at, at the defensive side, we'll, we'll take a quick look there yeah. um, at, at the, the holes to fill right now. And again, uh, if you're just joining us, we talked about the offensive holes, and I'll move this uh, Celsius graphic right there so we can see. Uh, this has not been updated because Shaq Mason was <laughs> traded for during this podcast. Just but, read the ticker tape at the bottom. Fans. Exactly. So the right we guard they spot for Shaq Mason. taken care of. Now you've got yeah. maybe Aaron Stinney, Nick Leverett, or someone else that they could acquire to be the left guard of this team. But they're doing everything they can to make sure that that uh, Tom Brady is, is well protected. Uh, but so the holes there, I think Rob Gronkowski is more likely to return now. And that'll be a nice one-two punch with Brates. And so you've got one guard, 
you need some running backs. And then the offense is pretty much set, right? I think that they'll add another tight end Great. in the draft. It's a very deep draft for tight end. But looking at the defensive mm-hmm. side, Matt, getting Carlton Davis back was huge, right? And absolutely, yeah, I think now there's a chance that that uh, Indomica Sue, maybe he comes back as well. Right now, your placeholder starters, Raheem Nunez Roches. I don't think they're going to go into the season with Nacho as their starter next to Bidavea, but right now that's kind of where it stands. I think Will Golston is a lock to come back. Uh, he'll be the starter at the defensive end spot, which is really like a defensive tackle in the Bucks play 3-4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benning Potoahi right now is your placeholder. Jordan Whitehead did depart, though, so Mike Edwards is is the uh, the, the quote-unquote strong safety they – they like to rotate those safeties, and and both Edwards and Winfield can play either or safety spot. Edwards can also even play in the nickel, but not a lot of holes now, right? They're filling a lot of these holes in free agency, Matt. Absolutely, Scott. I almost feel like uh, we and anything can happen, but it's like we're taking a test, but we already have some of the answers to the test. I mean, you go back right. to the combine when we spoke to Bruce Arians, and he said that um, you know Domkin Sue already let Domkin Sue and JPP, and I I know we don't really think JPP is going to be back, as, or at least not for the amount of money he was making back making last season. Right. But Bruce Arians, the, the point I'm trying to make is Bruce Arians said that uh, Sue and JPP have both let him know that they intend to play football again this yep. season. Now, it's not a guarantee that he's going to sign with the Bucks, but again, you look at Tom Brady's back, you look at what they've done in free agency, you yep. look at the trade that they just made, the Bucks <laughs> are reloading, they're looking to win that division and go to the Super Bowl yeah. again too. So, like, the likelihood of Dom Kinsu coming back, I think that likelihood is very high. I and agree. Will Golson has been talking about since the end of last season how he wants to stay a Buck, he loves – playing in Tampa, he would run through a brick wall Mm -hmm. for Todd Bowles. Like, everything says that he's going to come back on a reasonable deal. Yeah, reasonable. Exactly. Reasonable money that it works for him and it works for the Bucs. So then you kind of answer those questions on the defensive line. And uh, I think that's a big thing. And again, they could go with a a guy through the draft. Maybe, obviously, not in, in the first round and not everyone loves the defensive line class in this year's draft. Yeah. But I, I think those needs will get addressed. You can't, I love Nacho, but you can't go into the season with Vita Vea and Nacho. As right. Yeah. Here, yeah. You know, well, yeah. And the thing is, is, is you're also probably going to lose Steve McClendon, right? I mean, who's yeah. 47, 49 now, something like that. I mean, he's as old <laughs> as I am, I think. But uh, he's getting but up there. He's getting up there. Yeah. So I, I, well, the thing is, I think you want some younger blood next to Vita yes. Vea to, to kind of grow. You know, they, they kind of swung and missed a little bit with Khalil Davis, who was kind of a twitchy, undersized. Mm-hmm. guy but you know it's kind of funny because we heard at the combine that they want that quick twitch pass rusher guy that was mm-hmm. that was khalil davis right and they had to let him go and because he couldn't play the run okay well it's sometimes it's you need to stop the run to get to third downs right i mean mm-hmm. that, that's the thing so in this in this defense as much as they say they want that quick quick twitch guy there's just not many of them in this draft it's not a very deep defensive tackle draft at all, especially for the type of player the Buccaneers are looking for. Jonathan Stone with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you very much for all the Super Chats today, folks. Matt, he is ready to see some shack-on-shack violence come training camp. I'm all for it. Then they got to get Shaquille O'Neal to come to training camp this year. <laughs> if, right. uh, you know, if it's open up. I think Shaq had a house in Orlando, so it's yeah. not a crazy far drive uh, to come to Tampa. And he was in Tampa last year for the Super Bowl too. But right. yeah, I mean, I, some of the best times at training camp are when you get the ones against the ones yeah, and you do either sure. goal line stuff or, you know, obviously start at the 20 and go all the way down the field. 
that's yeah. the most fun type of things watching training camp that and see which you know young players and rookies really progress and take it to the next level but yeah we'll get some we'll, we'll probably see some shack on shack yeah you know what else is fun matt um march madness is fun oh yeah <laughs> it just is and that time is here folks march is here and the madness has officially begun it's time for you to shoot your shot score big on the non-stop action with my bookie predict the winners in each round of the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle, and, uh, and that's that's an NFT, by the way, currently valued at over $50,000 or over $100,000 more in cash prizes. So whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for those player and game props, MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today. Use the promo code PEWTER to make your first deposit earning a free entry into the My Bracket Contest. Selections for the My Bracket Contest will officially begin on March 13th, and they're going to close on March 17th. So you have until St. Patrick's Day at noon to, to set up your bracket and place your bets on my bookie. Make sure you get your deposit in now using the promo code Pewter, and that will give you the free entry to the My Bracket Contest. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Outside of football season, betting on yeah. March Madness is probably like the best betting uh, portion of the year. So make sure it's you check fun. that out because it's always so much fun. There's a billion games, different buzzer beaters. So yep. it's fun. It's a fun time for uh, if you're the great thing about, about my bookie. Like I, I usually go all in on college football and, and the NFL on my bookie. I've been doing it for years. My bookie has been a partner of ours on the Peter Report podcast uh, and on PeterReport.com for years. But it's just a great site to to do that. And the off-season fun is it just continues. Hockey, NBA, mm -hmm. baseball's around the corner. UFC. Right? And, if you're a UFC, UFC fan, right. you can bet yep. on the fights. That's yep. I always enjoy doing that. Yep. So uh so we we kind of talked about the holes, and boy, they're getting filled quickly. Jason Light, Bruce Arians, Mike Greenberg, that front office, John Spitek, they're getting the players. Russell Gage. Your number three wide receiver now, I think, Matt, you and I both agree they're going to add another wide receiver probably in the draft because mm -hmm. you need four. You got three now. Tyler Johnson, arrow pointing down right now, I think, from a stock standpoint. Same with Scotty Miller. Cyril Grayson, I thought, to your point, Matt, did a great job down the stretch. Games against Carolina and, and the Jets with that, that mm -hmm. game winner. Game win yep. He's game a player that maybe is that fourth guy, right? Maybe he can develop, but I think that, that there's – Really good receivers in this draft. They could get a guy maybe late day two or, or day three, add to the mix, uh, because when you have a wide receiver-driven offense, you need plenty of weapons for Tom Brady, and they just kind of ran out of them. It was really Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski down the stretch in the playoffs without Godwin and A.B., and this was a solid pickup for the Buccaneers. I like the addition of, of Russell Gage. Yeah, it really is. It's an immediate upgrade, I think, is what's most important. And don't get me wrong, we all love Scotty Miller, but his biggest contribution last year was through special teams That's more right. than anything else and anything that he did as a receiver. Yep. Uh, same thing, everything you just said with Tyler Johnson. So it's exciting for Gage, especially the versatility that he can bring. He can line up inside. He can line up outside. Um, huge third down guy, as I mentioned before. I think that's probably, for me personally, I think is most exciting. And he's used to playing with great players as well, too. Obviously, in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Now right. he gets Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, mm -hmm. maybe Rob Gronkowski, too. Nonetheless, yeah. a, a ton of weapons that he's he's used to playing around talented players. So, you know, he doesn't always 
need to get fed the ball every single game to really have production and, and make an impact. So it's exciting what he can do in this offense, uh, especially with Tom Brady. Right. No, I, I totally agree. A uh, couple of questions here real quick about uh, OJ Howard possibly coming back. Right. I mean, he was he was becoming beast mode before the Achilles. He really was. He had a, a great rapport with Tom Brady in that, that 2020 training camp. It got off to a really mm -hmm. good start that season. Just was not the same player coming back from injury. And uh, it, it just you could see it from a mental standpoint. I think physically he was OK, but from a mental standpoint, just really struggle to to kind of get back there. You know, uh, Atlas says I'd be really surprised if we pick up a wide receiver this draft. I, I'm not. I would not be surprised. I I, yeah, I, I really wouldn't be. Keep in mind, Chris Godwin's coming back from a torn ACL and PCL, so that's a situation. Right, where, like we don't even know if he's going to be ready for Week One. I know. I think a lot of us are like assuming yeah. it, but that's yeah. certainly not a guarantee. Right. At he all, he might means. be healthy enough to play and come back, and I think he will. But sometimes your first year back is that recovery year, Matt. Mm -hmm. It's 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 you getting back into the fold. I would not be shocked if Chris Godwin has less than a thousand yards this season. Um, and sometimes you can get back to playing in the first year back from injury. Then you get back to your old self in the second year. Not everyone is like Adrian Peterson that's going to come back from a torn ACL and rush for two thousand yards as he <laughs> did for Washington, you know, a couple of years ago. It just uh, it it's or I what for the Vikings or whatever. yeah he was he, he, he was still on the Vikings yeah, that yeah the Vikings yeah I think he got the two thousand yards against mm -hmm. Washington in in yeah. that game but but yeah so you know you're talking about an absolute freak at the position of Adrian Peterson so um uh, we we wish nothing but the best for Chris Godwin in terms of coming back but I'm not going to hold it against Chris Godwin if he doesn't hit a thousand yards I'm not saying he can't I'm not saying he won't but. It's not a lock. It's not a given, like you said, Matt, that he comes back and he's ready for training camp and ready for the start of the season, and he is back to being the Pro Bowl-level Chris Goblin out of the gate. Yeah, I think we're all just – honestly, Adrian Peterson ruined it for anyone that's ever torn their yeah. ACL ever again because everyone just immediately expects that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if there's anyone that can do it, I think it would be Chris Godwin, just his attitude. He's, he's an absolute gamer, but the Bucks have to, again, exhaust all options. You can't just settle for one guy, Chris yep. Godwin. Oh, he's going to be the Chris Godwin of old. That's not true. That's not guaranteed. Um, yep. and just to go back to the, the OJ Howard thing mm -hmm. real quick, I just, I really just think that both team, both sides just need a fresh yeah. New start. I think OJ with can Ronald still, Jones, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he was actually the other guy I was thinking of that I think can still be productive. Guys, it's just not not in Tampa. I think in other yep. places, but uh, yeah, still a lot to get into for for the Bucks in this off season. So, yep, a lot more to see. It's very exciting. There really is, folks. Uh, you you got to hang on because free agency is just getting started. Your Buccaneers, they're not rebuilding. They're rebooting. They're reloading. Is what they're doing. They're they're going after another Super Bowl run. They see the NFC South there for the taking again. They see the NFC possibly there for the taking again. If they can get over the Rams hurdle, and they will play the Rams in the regular season again. Yeah, Scott, I actually want to bring that up. the The schedule for them this year is, is quite tough, but yes. I obviously still think that they can win the division. I felt that way even before Tom Brady came back, just because the NFC South is so bad. Right. But as you just mentioned, they played the Rams and they play the Packers this year. Yeah. So the Bucs, you never want a tough schedule, but the Bucs have a chance to control their own destiny That's and right. get that number one seed because they're going to play the Rams. They're going to play. 
the Packers, and obviously the goal is to win the division. So right. uh, it's going to be an awesome season with a great yes. chance to get that number one seed because, again, they have it right in front of them. Yep. Speaking of awesome, Bucks fans, you're awesome. We appreciate all the super chats that have come in today. We appreciate you going to PeterReport.com backslash donation, giving us, uh, call it the internet tip jar. If you like our content here on the Peter Report podcast or on the website, PeterReport.com, we appreciate it. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. And we also appreciate you subscribing to Peter Report TV on YouTube. That's our YouTube channel. We're growing. We're on the way to 8,000 subscribers, Matt. So uh, we're excited about that. Make sure you hit the like button on our videos. That helps the algorithm, helps more Buccaneer fans find us on YouTube. So stay tuned to PeterReport.com and our social media accounts on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. That's at PeterReport for all the free agency news that is coming your way now, tonight, tomorrow, the rest of this week. Mm-hmm. Free agency is here, Matt. This is the NFL's version of March Madness. For Matt Matera, I'm Scott Reynolds. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast.